the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, of whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, and that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Paulus, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I baptized in my own name. And I baptize also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptize any other. But Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, as the cause of Christ should be made of no effect. But the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the dispute of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Amen. And base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, according, according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. My goodness, got a house full. Amen. 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 Take up an offering. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Bible says two or three are gathered together in his name, and shall pick up an offering. <laughs> Not exactly, but part of that is spiritual. Amen. It is good to see you this morning. Yes. We're honored, Pastor. Thank you for having us back. Yes. Uh, we've been looking forward to this uh, since last year. Yeah. Uh, here we are. It seemed like it was a long time away, and all of a sudden, here it is. You know, that's the way time is, isn't it? It seems like time way off in the distance, but uh, it's not. The Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die, and after yeah. this, the judgment. Yeah. And uh, some of us think we've got a long, long time to live. Because we're young. But let me remind you, young people die also. Yeah. And so we need to be ready. Amen. That's what the message is about this morning is getting ready. Uh, 
been prepared to meet the Lord. Uh, it's already been read, but I'm, I'm really wanting to look this morning at verse 18 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse number 18. We'll look at that uh, this morning and see what God has The Bible says in 1 Corinthians and chapter 1, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Father, we want to thank you this morning for your precious word. Lord, thank you for the sweet comfort it is to those of us that are saved. And then thank you, Lord, for the, the sweet conviction that you bring upon those that are not saved. And we pray this would be the day, Lord, that that conviction would fall upon the hearts of men and women, boys and girls here in this service today, Lord. We're not trying to be so hard or mean. But Lord, we know it takes conviction for a person to realize they're a sinner lost and on the road to hell. And that has to happen before they can ever be saved. And so we pray that you convict folks this morning. And then, Lord, do that that you know how to do. Not only you can do, and that is to save those that are lost. Father, help us this day. We thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for the cross of Calvary, for the precious Savior that hung on that cross and bled and uh, died for me, Lord. I want to thank you, and I ask you, God, that you'll speak to hearts now. Have your will and way, Lord, and bless this congregation. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Well, we look here, and there's a whole lot in chapter number uh, one there that we need to be paying attention to, of course. But again, as we look at verse number 18, uh, I guess what kind of God used to speak to my heart about this message was several years back, I pastored a church, and uh, we had a man that came in and sang for us, uh, and uh, he, he writes the gospel songs and all of that, and he came to our church, and he, he sang for us, and he, he sang the song, and the title was, it, There's a Cross in the Way. And I got to thinking about that, a cross in the way. I, my first thought was, no, there, the cross is not in our way. The cross is there to help us. Then I got to thinking about how sin is, I mean, it's all over the world. You mm -hmm. notice that? And, and sin, uh, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But right. sin is everywhere. I mean, you can't go anywhere on this earth without bumping into sin. And all that sin. And now I kept thinking about all that sin. And I thought, you know, that's right. The cross is in the way of sin. Sin would like to just take over the world and just completely rule and reign in every area of life. But thank God for the cross of Calvary. Amen? And that cross is there so that sin can't continue on in a straight path. It has to go around uh, the cross of Calvary. Because if it went by the way of the cross, the sin would be forgiven. Amen? And we thank God for that, that sin is forgiven by going the way of the cross. Now, too many people are trying to go to heaven uh, all kinds of different ways. You know, some say, well, I'm I'm doing my best to go. I'm working hard at going. Uh, no, no, you're, that's not the way. That's not by the way of the cross. Amen? And, and some says, well, I, I, you know, I've been going to church all my life, and Therefore, God's going to let me go to heaven because I've been going to church. No, that's not true either. I mean, as a matter of fact, there's only one way to heaven, the Bible teaches us, and that's through Jesus Christ. But we look here at, these, at, at this verse, and it, it starts off uh, talking about the, the preaching of the cross. It says it, it's, it's uh, foolishness to them that perish. And, and I, want, I, I noticed uh, preaching the Word of God it just sweeps away man's pretenses. 
when we preach the Word of God. That's the reason we preach about this cross. Man pretends that he's okay, that he's going to be all right. I mean, we and you witness to some folks and you begin to talk to them about the Lord. Do you know the Lord is your Savior? Uh, do you, you know you trust in Him? A lot of times, folks answer to that is, "Well, I'm all right. I'm all right." The question is not, "Are you all right?" The question is, "Are you saved?" Amen. And when we preach the cross of Calvary and and about Jesus dying on that cross, we realize that it. It blows away man's pretenses of being okay. Because when you preach the Word of God and you preach about that cross, it reveals something to us, my friend. It reveals it. There's none good, no, not one, the Bible says. Amen. And, and Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6 says, All our righteousness are as filthy rags in the sight of God. And so and when, when we hear the cross of Calvary priest, that's the reason folks don't flock to the church by the thousands. Because when you preach the cross, it does away with all the flesh that we have. Everything that we say and we do. The cross takes away all that. lets us know that, hey, we are sinful. And because of that sin, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That we might be forgiven of our sins. Amen. And it takes that, folks. It's not you and I being all right. It's not you and I working our way to heaven. It's not you and I going by church membership or by uh, through baptism. Amen. Uh, when we preach the cross, we realize that our sins are so bad that Jesus had to had to bleed and die for us at Calvary. And and that's that's the reason, folks, they get offended when they hear uh, about the cross of Calvary. Uh, they get offended because we don't want to admit that we're sinners. Amen. We don't. It takes a humbling act for us. Individual, when I say act, I'm not talking about acting. I'm talking about it takes a humbling experience in our hearts to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. But a lost person doesn't want to do that. My friend, they, they don't want to confess that they're sinful. That's the reason they stay away from the preaching of the word. I'll be honest, that's the reason a lot of church members are not real faithful. They're just occasional church members. Why? Because if they go to church, they're going to get under conviction. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you, I. Thank God I've been saved for 51 years and, and uh, I still get under conviction. Yeah. Amen? Right. But to me, that's, that's a happy thing yeah. because it lets me know that I'm His child. Amen? Yes, and uh, that conviction is brought upon me because of my disobedience sometimes. And God, He's just a, He's just a whooping me to get me back right with Him. Amen? Yeah. You say, well, man, nobody wants a whipping uh, unless you're a child of God. And then it helps you to realize my friend, this is real. I know this is real. Yeah. Somebody says there is there is no God. You know, I mean, man, haven't you heard the new the latest word? There is no God. I got news for you. That's not the latest word. That's one of the oldest words you'll ever hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The devil's been denying God's existence for years. Before you and I ever came along, before this new generation came up and says there is no God. The devil came up with that thousands of years ago. Amen. And so that's, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. But when we preach the word of God, <coughs> it, it wipes away uh, man's pretenses of, of being saved apart from God. And, and then the Bible says there's none that's good, no, not one. There's none that's righteous, no, not one. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 
says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See, when we go to heaven and we get to heaven, we're not going to be there saying, Well, I made it. Look at me. I made it. Yeah, I did. Boy, I, I worked hard. I made it. I preached. And, and that's the reason I'm here. I preached and I, I made it. No, 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 no. We're going to be in heaven because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Amen. Right. And so we'll not be bragging on each other nor ourselves, but we'll be bragging on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. What we ought to already be doing. Amen. Right. But we'll be bragging on Him. We'll be there simply because of the cross of Calvary. Amen. Amen. The one that died on that cross. Praise God. We'll be there to praise His holy name because He is worthy to be praised. Right. Amen. Amen. Because of what He did for us at Calvary. Thank God for the cross. The wiping away the pretenses. Not only that, but it reveals God's love and His grace. Amen. When we preach about the cross, the Bible says again there in verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. The world thinks this is foolish. They think it's foolish for you to even get up this morning and come to church. Okay, you can go every once in a while, but don't get serious about it and all that kind of stuff. They think it's foolishness. You come to church faithfully, serve God faithfully, the world thinks you're foolish. They'll mock you and make fun of you. Amen? But thank God, listen to me. It goes ahead, it says, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen? This power here that the Bible is speaking about is, is due to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Thank God today. Thank God for that power. You see, some of us have witnessed that power. Amen? I mean, we've witnessed the fact that God reached inside of us and took that sin that was in us and He washed it away by the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen? There's, there's just no other way. It's Jesus Christ. Thank God for that. Thank the Lord this morning, my friend, for God's grace and for His love. John 3.16. Oh, one of the most beautiful verses of, of Scripture there is. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Jesus came and died on that cross not to condemn us but my friend, to make a way that you and I could go to heaven. Boy, isn't that something that God loved us that much? You say, well, he couldn't love somebody like me. You're wrong. He already died on the cross for somebody like you. Amen? Right. I mean, folks, he did that before he was ever born because he's a God of eternity. He already knew what was going to happen today, my friend, and he already made the plan of salvation up. So that the Bible says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Right. You see, you fit yeah. in that whosoever. It, it, God doesn't exempt anyone. God includes everyone. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. I, I, I wasn't a church-going person when uh, the Lord saved me. I, I wasn't raised up going to church down in Alabama. Uh, we, our family just went our own way. We did our own thing. We, we uh, got together on Sundays and uh, the family would get together and we'd all have lunch together. And, and uh, then we'd play games. We'd play ball and different things like that. Uh, every Sunday was that way. And, and uh, that's the way we were brought up. But I'm glad that Jesus came along 
and changed all that. Amen? I'm glad he loved me enough that he interrupted my life that way because I was lost. I was a sinner. All have seen and come short of the glory of God. We're all lost. I was, and Jesus forgave me of my sins and saved my soul. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you, and now, my friend, because he's done that for me, I want you to be saved too. God's got a big old heaven waiting. He wants to populate Amen. He wants us to all go. I mean, he's made a way that every individual upon this earth can be saved and go to heaven. Right. I mean, there's not, you say, but Brother Danny, there's some mean people in this world. I know we were one of them. Yeah. God saves yeah. us. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Amen. You say, well, I wasn't all that wicked. You was wicked enough if you'd have died, you'd have went to hell. That's right. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, yeah, we were sinners. We were uh, we were unrighteous. We we were eat up with self-preservation and all that other stuff. Amen. I'm telling you, boy, God loves us. We 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 need to. Uh, it, he says it's the power of God and the salvation. We ought to shout about that power. Amen. Amen. I mean, God's got enough power that He can forgive us of all sins. I mean, there's not one that's so bad. I mean, I think of bad sinners. I think Paul was one of the worst. He even admitted. He said he is the chief among sinners. My friend, listen, he persecuted the church when he was lost. He he would go and find those people that call themselves Christians, and he would persecute them, beating them, sometimes sometimes even into de- unto death he would beat them. Sometimes he'd throw the, the people into a, a den of lions, and just all manner of evil he would do to the church. And then one day, one day as he was on this road to Damascus, the Bible tells us, that a great light shone around about him. That light was Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when when he did, old Paul said, Lord, what would thou help me to do? Yeah. Jesus began to instruct him as to what he wanted him to do. And old Paul's life completely, listen to me, completely changed that day. He was never the same again. Why? Yeah. That salvation is powerful. It's powerful. You say, but Brother Daniel, I can't quit sinning. Oh, I understand but if you'll come to Jesus and confess it as sin, God will help you forgive. Yes. Right. He'll forgive you of it. That's Amen. Right. He'll help you deal with that and get rid of it. Get, get it out of your life. Amen. The, the, the cross, my friend, preaching of the cross reveals God's love and grace because, see, for God so loved the world, he didn't die on the cross because he had to. He died because of loving you. Amen. You say, Brother Danny, you don't know me, and no one else really knows me. I'm not lovable. Well, let me tell you, to God you are. He loves you. It's not that he's going to love you. He already loves you. According to the Bible, he already loves you. Amen? And if you die in your sins and go to hell, you'll go in spite of his love. Yeah, but he already loves you. Thank God for that. At the cross, man is seen at his worst. God's seen at his best. Took the death of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, my friend, for you and I. I keep thinking about that. And, uh, at the cross, uh, man's true condition is revealed, and God's redemption is shown. How much God? How much? When, when the Bible says, "For God so loved the world," how much does God really love the world? The Bible gives us the word "so much," my friend, because it's it's unexplainable how much love. It's it's. Let me tell you this way. It's more than enough. Yeah. Yes. His love is more than enough. It doesn't matter 
how you live, it doesn't matter what all you've done. No. His love is more than enough to take care of that That's sin. Right. He loves you that much, yes. my friend, that he would he would come come and die on that cross for you and I. He loved you enough, my friend, that while you were the Bible says while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Yeah. Amen. And listen, he doesn't clean you up and get you out of sin and then start loving you. It's because he already loves you that he'll get you out of sin. And clean yeah. you up. Yeah. Amen. We ought to love him back. We ought to praise him today. Yeah. You ought to be thankful today. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You know why? For all have sinned. It's all of us. It's not just one. It's not just two of you. It's not just you. But it's all of us have sinned. Amen. Yeah. And the good news is, my friend, God just keeps on loving us. Yeah. He just keeps on loving us. Uh, I, I quoted part of Romans 5 8, but it says, But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. Aren't you thankful today that there is a way? Wouldn't it be bad if I told you all about uh, how bad we are and we're sinners, we're lost and we're going to hell? Now let's close. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be awful? Amen. Yes. Wouldn't that, you see, that's the reason people get. They get offended because they hear part of the message. They don't listen to all of it. See, we're not at the end. There's good news. Jesus not only paid our sin debt, he wants us to accept him as our payment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. He wants us to trust him. He doesn't just want to leave us lost, but he wants to come into our heart and save us. He wants to save you today. Amen. Yes. He wants to forgive you of your sins. You say, well, I don't want to. Don't worry about it. Wait, don't get upset. Don't worry about it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You can go ahead and die and go to hell. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just here's a warning. I'm warning you this morning. If, if without Jesus, you will not make heaven. No matter how good you think you are. No matter how many years you've been in church and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, without Jesus, you won't go to heaven. Right. And, but, but he won't make you get saved. He won't twist your arm. Amen. He, he will not hold a gun to your head and tell you if you don't get saved, I'm going to kill you. No, he won't do it. He's already paid the price of Calvary, though. Everything's all done. Now it's up to you. If you die in your sin and go to hell, you'll go because you go in spite of the cross of Calvary. Amen. You'll do it in spite of Jesus Christ. Though he loves you. Wouldn't it be awful to die in your sins and go to hell and be there? And according to the scriptures, and I believe the, the scriptures, amen, it's the amen. word of God. Right. And according to the scriptures, you'll be there throughout all eternity, forever and ever and ever. You say, no, no, nobody uh, nobody lives forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Bible gives us a, an illustration of a man that died. And then, the Bible says, and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments. Yeah. You know what? According to the scriptures, he's still there today. That was some 2,000 years ago. And he's still there today crying out. And you know what he's doing? What he's crying for? Mercy. That's the first thing he cried for. The Bible says he lifted up his voice and he cried out to Father Abraham. And he said, have mercy on me. That's the first thing. Even before he asked for water, it was mercy. Water wouldn't get him out. He knew that. But he thought mercy would. But the problem was, it waited too late. Life was over as far as what he knew here on earth. Then he called on, on the Lord, but it was too late. It'll be too late. That's the reason we, we feel an urgency to preach. That's the reason we feel an urgency to give an invitation and say, Come, come.
come. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is the accepted time. Amen. Why? Because God knows that man is full of sin and our days are numbered. One day we're going to leave this walk of life. We're either going to heaven or hell. That's determined according to what we've done with Jesus Christ. If, if we've made him as our Savior, praise God, our home will be eternal life with him in heaven. If we've not accepted him as our Savior, our, our home will be in hell. A place of torments. I mean, folks, listen. You won't want to be there. That man found himself in hell and a second, in a split second, he was crying out for help. But there was no help to be had. There, and there never comes a time where you can rest in hell. The Bible says this. There will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in hell. Screaming and hollering as though you're crazy, but you'll know what's going on. If you'll be suffering, you'll be in such pain. Folks, it'll be it'll literally be unbearable, but you can't do anything about it except bear it. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, thank God for the preaching of the cross, my friend. Preaching of the cross shows the way of salvation. Amen. As we preach the cross, again, it's not to offend you or make you mad. It's that you might see like like we have been in life, like Paul was in life, amen. And and we preach the cross so that you can you can see yourself lost and undone without Jesus, and then you can see yourself coming to Him and trusting Him as your Savior. You say, well, I don't I don't like this. I don't care about this. Don't I? We're not getting pushy. If you want to die in your sins, go to hell. There's not a thing we can do about it. Oh, we can beg, we can plead all we want, but the final analysis is this. Your choice. It's your decision, my friend. We need to we need to keep preaching the, the cross because it is God's way. The Bible says in John 14 and 6, Jesus said unto him, Jesus was speaking, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. Dear friend, you can say it's the church, you can say it's this, that, whatever you want to, but the Bible declares that Jesus is the way, the one and only way. Oh, we need to know that. We need to trust the Lord as our personal Savior. In Acts chapter number 4, verse number 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. There's just no other way. Don't you see that God loves you so much that he has made a way? Not just any old way or that old way, because my friend, if man made the way, there'd be some of us left out. That's the way man is. We, we don't know how to include everybody in, in, in everything. But God does. And he made a way so that everybody can go to heaven. It doesn't matter how tall you are or how short you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you are. It doesn't matter which, which side of the tracks you were brought up on. Amen. It doesn't matter about your bank account, whether it's zero or a thousand or ten thousand. It doesn't matter about any of that. Jesus is you need to learn to trust him this morning. Put him in your heart, my friend. You know what? You know what I found about this preaching of the cross? It gets the job done. It's the only way to get the job done, to preach the cross. Amen. Yeah. It gets the job done, my friend. We, we look and we find in uh, 1 Corinthians 1 and 21 there in our scripture. It says in verse 21, For after that in the wisdom of God, the word or the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God. Uh, 
it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. My friend, God puts it all down to this. It's Jesus. That's the only way to be saved. The only way that you can have a home in heaven is Jesus. Why don't you this morning just trust Him as your Savior? You know you can be saved right where you are. We we give an invitation. A lot of times in churches, maybe somebody's playing the piano, and, and sometimes the congregation sings a song like Just As I Am. It's called an invitation. It's an invite for you to come. Sometimes we're in churches where they don't have a piano, and we just quietly give folks time to come. But my friend, listen, it doesn't matter about all that. There's no certain way about all that. That's because that's really not the important issue. The important thing is that we give you an opportunity to trust Jesus. You can do that right where you are right now. You, I'm, I'm talking about from your heart. I'm not just saying, okay, I'll do it. I'm talking about in your heart. If you'll call upon the Lord, you say, preacher, I don't know how to pray. Prayer is just you talking with God. That's all it is. Talk with the Lord this morning, right now. And you ask Him to come into your heart. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Believing, believing now that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Why? Because the Bible says so. Not this preacher, not this church, not this congregation of people, but the Word of God declares it. And ask Him to forgive you of those sins. Ask Him this morning to give you eternal life by coming into your heart. And, and believe that He is. If you don't believe that he, he comes in and He'll forgive you and cleanse you and He'll bless your life, then it's all is vain. It's all vain. But if you believe this morning and call on Him and trust Him as your Savior, according to the Scripture, you look in Romans chapter number 10, begin to read those verses over there, you'll get down to verse number 13. He said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, when it talks about that, it's not just talking about easy believism. You know, throw it up in the air or whatever. He's talking about really trusting the Lord. That's what I did when I was 19 years old. God spoke to my heart. And I asked him to come into my heart and save me. You know what he did? He came in and saved me. He forgave me of my sins. Praise the Lord. What a life God has given me. Oh, he'll give you a life. A problem with a lot of us, we have no purpose in life. We have no purpose. These, these lootings and all these, uh, all this protesting stuff. You know what's wrong? Listen, let's be honest. You know what's wrong? Those people have no purpose in life. Right. Amen. That's the way most of the world is. They have no purpose in life. That's the reason they, they don't mind getting into trouble. Because they have no purpose in life. Do you know when you trust Jesus as your Savior, you'll get up in the morning realizing this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. I will rejoice. See, God already gives you something yeah. to do. I will rejoice and be glad there is. Amen? Amen? God gives us something to do with our life that's meaningful. I mean, we want to help folks out. We want to pray for folks. We want to talk with folks about Jesus. Amen? That's a sure sign of salvation. Why don't you do that today? Why don't you talk to the Lord? You might need a little bit more assistance. Pastors up here, there's folks here that can take the Word of God and share with you a little bit more about this 
the Bible calls it so great salvation. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, God's God's going to introduce you to a whole new life. Like you've never known before. If I could go back and change anything about my salvation, you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. Well, God sure has blessed me. My goodness, he's changed my life. I mean, I could start now and tell you things that happened in my life that only God could bring about. And he's still bringing about to me. What about you, friend? Are you really saved? The question has been asked. Jesus approached the man that was very religious, and he said to him, Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's what we're talking about, being born of God. Yes. Telling the Lord, I'm a sinner. Come into my heart and save me. What he does, he gives you a new birth. You become a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Why don't you trust me today? Quit hanging on to whatever it is you're hanging on. You say, well, aren't you hanging on to something? No, I am not. I've never been hanging on to anything. You say, well, well I thought you were saved. I am, but see, he's holding on to me. I'm not holding on to him. That's the reason I throw my hands up and shout. Because I don't have to worry about losing grip. Amen. He's got me. I don't have him. I belong to him. Why don't you trust him this morning? Thank God for this, this cross of Calvary. And preaching the gospel is the power that we need to be saved. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. I'm going to have a word of prayer with you. And that won't save you now. Maybe it'll help you, but it won't save you. You'll have to pray yourself. Trust the Lord yourself. Some of you have been a church member for some time now. You think you're all right. It's not about being all right. It's about being saved. Some of you this morning have been working in and you're a good person as far as man's concerned, but the Bible says there's none good. No, not one. Why don't you trust the Lord this morning? Either there or just step up and come tell this pastor, Pastor, I want to trust Jesus as my Savior. Will you, will you pray with me? Why don't you come today? Christian, why don't you come today and say, Lord, I've been failing you. I haven't taken advantage of the situations of life like what's going on now, Lord. I realize this is a good time to be witnessing and telling of your saving grace because you're speaking to hearts. Why don't you come today and ask God for help? Father, Lord, we ask in the lovely name of Jesus that you'll do that, you won't know, that you'll accomplish what, what would be your will, Father. Help us this morning that we'd not stand back and reject you, but help us, Lord, that we'd come to you and receive you as our Savior. Lord, we do, we do thank you this morning for the new life you've given me. Lord, I know there are folks here today that they need a new life. Lord, things are rough and things are bad and things are sad. And things are getting worse. And God, I thank you, Father, that you've promised to take care of us. If we'll trust you as our Savior, you'll become our Father. And Lord, you'll take care of us. You'll supply every need. Lord, you won't make it a bed of roses. It won't be like that smooth sailing. There'll be some bumps and all that, but Lord, you'll go with us, and you'll help us through those times. And in those times, Lord, rather than giving up, we'll look to you and say, Lord, thank you for bringing me through these things. And thank you that you're going to keep bringing me through. Lord, I'm trusting you. Father, would you help us this morning? We'll thank you even now, Lord, for what you're about to do in someone's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.